You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. The delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw, the runner breaks to the plate, here's the throw, wow. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Starbucks with Jim and Donardo. I, of course, am your host, Anthony Donardo, with me. This glorious Thursday morning, Jim Rosati. Jim, uh, welcome. <laughs> yeah, good morning. I feel like we haven't done this in like a year, Donardo. I feel, oh, you know what? I'm no, no, stop it. <laughs> it's been holy, it's been last year, Jim. Oh my we haven't God. done this, we haven't done this since last year. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, Jim, it's been since last year. I'm glad you got to end the year with that stupid joke and you got to get it with that same joke again. Good for you, Jim. Good, was, good for you. That was the goal. We're so proud of you, Jim. Terrible joke maker. I mean, hey, it works. Works every year. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. <laughs> but no, honestly, speaking about your new year, how was your new year? Um... It was, it was good. It was good. How about yours? <laughs> it was good. <laughs> I, I mean, I couldn't, it couldn't really be great this year, right? For the most part. Right. So I guess right. for what it was, it was good. Um, yeah. We ended up not being, we ended up not doing a live stream. Although at like eight o'clock, eight o'clock, I was like, you know, we should have. I was like, you know what, Tyler? <sighs> Can never plan anything with Tyler, right? No, no. So unreliable. So why nobody likes him. But yeah, yeah, there should have been yeah, should have been a live stream. Really should have live streamed the new year. You needed (laughs) to watch Iron Man. Did you watch Iron Man like you said you were going to? No, I didn't. But I also didn't watch, you know, Endgame last year, that whole thing. So maybe I shouldn't have. Okay. Right? Like I didn't I didn't have to reverse the curse like you you mentioned, Jim. That's true. So, yeah, there was that. So I didn't watch Iron Man. Um, I did watch one of the New Year's. I, I don't know which one it is. I don't know. I think it's the original. The uh, oh my god! Now I'm forgetting his name. Who did New Year's Eve all the time? Passed away. Uh, Dick Clark. Yeah, Dick Clark. There you go. I think I watched yeah. that one. I watched, It was the one with Cindy Lauper. And that okay. fiasco, that's for sure. So. Gotcha, gotcha. I've never done, I've never watched like an old New Year's, so. Oh, sorry. I guess I'm just <laughs> boring. <laughs> Jim's like, oh, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> I, I don't, why would you do that? <laughs> um, no, yeah, but uh, no, it's good. It's 2021, so that's, hey, I'm, I'm ready for a new year. Let's, uh. Let's get it rolling. Yeah, well, it started off pretty uh, eventful, I would say. 
as of yesterday. Yeah, yeah. There's some crazy stuff going on. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, we're talking about the Pirates' zips projections are out. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're talking about. Full transparency, we didn't do the show yesterday morning because of um, scheduling conflicts, right? Kind of like last week. So we moved over here. And, and again, I'll be honest. You know, I, I plan on looking at this a little bit more in depth last night. I was like, all right, well, cool. You know what? Zips came out the day before. You know, I'll look more into Zips, talk about it on Thursday morning. I didn't look into it last night, Jim, like I intended to. Uh, there was something a little more interesting in my life that I decided to look at and watch. And so uh, I guess to all the people, I apologize that I'm not more in tune on Zips, but. <laughs> yeah, no, that's same, same here. Same here. I didn't get a chance to really dive deep into them. There's a couple things that, you know, kind of stand out um, that I guess we can kind of go over, but. But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I didn't get a chance to watch to, to to go over as much as I would have liked. I don't think many people are blaming us. Hopefully, so they were probably watching yeah. also. Yeah, but maybe uh, we should get into it then, Jim, a little bit here. So let's talk about the zip. So Dan Dan Zaborski releases them. Pirates finally are released. As he mentioned, you know, it's more or less like the the computer program that he's put together. Um makes a projection based off their past experiences and, and comps, you know, um, what they would do over, you know, a full season this upcoming, upcoming year. Um, now I I guess let's say this, as you mentioned, there's some surprises. Do you think because I mean, 2020 was a season, albeit it was short and because it was short, it screwed a lot of people's numbers. Do you think that took a major factor in a lot of these, uh, projections here? Um, I think, uh, well, I think Zips, it doesn't really put a whole lot of weight into just like a 60 game, you know, stretch. You know, it does right. kind of look at a, an overall body of work and, and try to figure out what's going to happen. So, um, I, I, but I'm sure it definitely played a part. Um, I mean, we see, you know, just, just looking at somebody like Brian Reynolds's numbers, right. Um, I'm sure if we look back at his zips projections from from last year, probably took a pretty significant hit um, from where we were then. I wonder if there's a way to see that. I if there's a way to see what 2020 zips projections were. I'm actually going to pull them up right now. So how about that, Jim? There we go. I, so- was, I was Googling it as well. <laughs> For 2020, Brian Reynolds' Zips projections was a 1.1 war. And he was going to bat, it was 100 OPS. Yeah, you know what? It's really not a whole whole lot off. 265 oh. average, 329 on base, 423 mm-hmm. slugging. A dead even, 100 OPS plus, number one comp, Andre Ethier. So this year, since we're speaking of it, you know, this year, mm. um, yeah, it really wasn't too much of a difference, but it was definitely a drop. A 247 average, 319 on base, 414 slugging, good for a 96 OPS plus. So four point drop, league average numbers, 1.5 war. Yeah. Yeah. Not Which a he whole had lot a terrible, off. he had a terrible 2020. I mean, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, one person that seems to have taken a huge hit, you know, from this year till from last year to this year, Gregory Polanco. <laughs> um, yeah. Nowhere near his projection last year. Last year it was projected 105 OPS plus this year, 84. So there's a, there is a significant difference and a pretty significant dip there. And and that's I mean, <clears throat> what that equates to is a two sixteen average, a two eighty eight on base. Man, I hope like those are pretty pathetic numbers. I, I, I'm probably <laughs> the most optimistic person on Palomar, and I'll admit to it. You know, I, I'll yeah, admit yeah. it's just because the talent. He's such a talented person. The talent's there. Injuries. You could say you know messing with tinkering with the swing so much too potentially. It's just like there's something there. It's got to come out at some point, right? You know, eventually he's got to get fully healed. But, you know, he's in the Dominican League and still not a major overhaul. And then he broke his hand, of course. Oh, man. But that's not what we're looking for this year. Like, you know, like we need Polanco to bounce back, become a trade chip, get rid of that contract, and bring something back. I mean, they're projecting Pablo Reyes and Kevin Kramer to be far better, far better players than Gregory Polanco. Yeah. That says a lot. I mean, no, right. We're in the realm of Pablo Reyes. Hmm. Jeez. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, obviously the, the, the first thing that like the article stands out and talks about is, you know, Brian Hayes. Yep. And as Dan, that is definitely the bright spot. Dan likes to be, a jokester as well, maybe a little bit better one than you, Jim. You know, as he stands out and says, you know, one of the guys, he says, well, maybe the guy to look at this year because his team is so bad. And it is, it's true. And as his projections comes out, like you pointed out earlier, he's the only one to have a positive, you know, a good OPS plus. <laughs> he's projected a, what, a 105 OPS plus? 105, only player on the team to crack 100. Which, you know, 105 isn't anything to toot your horn no. about. You know, no. we're not screaming like, oh, my God, could Brian Hayes, a 105 OPS plus, he's outstanding. Especially as a third baseman, that's, eh. I mean, that's that's Colin Moran territory, you know, of the old Colin Moran. Well, the difference is, and this is kind of what we thought. You know, and, and I mean, again, Brian Hayes was in the majors for three weeks last year. so those three weeks aren't playing a huge role in these numbers, but, you know, coming up through the minors and and when he first broke, you know, what was our thought? Our thought the entire time was, Hey, if he can be the the glove that he's projected to be right. And then just be fine hitting, like be like an average hitter. He's going to be a three war player. Right. And I mean, this, this right here is kind of showing us, Key Brian Hayes with a 105 OPS plus is a three war player. Um, you know, that's, that was kind of what we, the, the thing with Hayes and the reason why he, he was really high on prospect lists was just because his floor was so high. Like there, there was like a, it was no doubt that he was just, just because of how his glove was and his ability to at least be an average hitter. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, he was going to be an everyday major league player. I mean, it was just, you could see it, you could, you could tell that, and you could, you, you knew that he was going to be 
um, that he, he was going to be a contributor on a major league team. Um, where we are still kind of in the unknown is, okay, we, we saw him hit last year. Um, if he can, obviously he's not going to replicate the numbers that he put up in those three weeks, but are you sure over over an entire season? Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Pretty sure. (laughs) Um, But again, if Brian Hayes can show that he is an above average hitter, um, then you're looking at someone who is a potential, you know, five win player over there at third base. So um, I think the Zips projections on him are conservative. Um, but at the same time, it is a little surprising to see him as the, the top hitter on the team. Because, again, I mean, he, he was up for a few weeks. Um, he was basically average in AAA. So they, mm-hmm. they, they did give him a little bit of bump for those three weeks, um, which, which is resulting in this three-win projection. Yeah, and, and that's, that's cool to see, like you mentioned, you know. With that type of a bat, a 105, which as a third baseman is probably going to be below average, right? 105 is 5% above average for league, but as a third baseman, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be a little bit below. But even at that, right, the defense certainly plays. As he pointed out in here, you know, he was the best defender uh, on, on his system in the minor leagues for like three straight years as well. So those gold gloves were very deserving for him in the minor leagues. And uh, yeah, with that type of defense and just the average bat, three plus war player. That's pretty cool. So at least what we saw last year, I mean, there was a fundamental change in his swing, his approach. And you know, what we did see last year gives us a, a a chance. Like there could be more potential, you know, with that bat. And if that, you know, obviously not to the degree that it was last year, but if that does come out and he hits and he taps into that power, has a really good bat. You're right. I mean, this is the difference from just a role player to, face of the franchise if i'm gonna put it out there because there's not many that can be the face of the franchise right now but you know like he is that type of player um what i think we were hoping josh bell to be you know um so yeah that that's nice and and that's the thing like that's what this team has really lacked there's a you know we talk about the farm and how deep it is and it's solid but it's a lot of good players there's no stars really at this point you know that i can really count on i'm not sure if you agree or disagree uh, it's it's really like Cabrian Hayes holds that potential, and it's all tied to the bat. Yeah, yeah. Again, um, if if he can hit, they, no they, reason why he can't. Yeah, well, no reason why he can't be you know a four to five win player. Um, so it's gonna. Like I said that'll be, and he mentions it. It's like that's like the one interesting thing here when it comes to the offense, <laughs> um, right? The rest of the batters, it's it's ugly. These are some ugly projections. Um, Hayes, though, the bright spot. Certainly. Well, the next guy up, as far as war goes, is, speaking of he can hit David, Adam Frazier. Uh, he's projected at two-point war, 2.1 war, but 96 OPS plus. So, for again, a guy that can hit below league average, um, last year, his name was, you know, floated around as far as a trade chip seems like, you know, it's been floated around this year, but no traction. I mean, I don't know if we're even going to see an Adam Frazier trade this off season, but I don't know. He, he's projected to go into this year and be a below average hitter. 
So I guess a lot is tied to his glove as well, which his glove has been more surprising. Um, it's funny how, yeah, he's come up and it's like reverse. He's been, for the most part, a below average hitter and a, and a good glove, gold glove finalist. I'm not sure where that really came from, but. It is weird. Yeah, because his <laughs> first two seasons, it was the complete opposite. Um, right. Yeah, his, his hitting has regressed, whereas his defense has gotten better over the years. But, uh, I, I, you know, I was looking, comparing him to last year's projections, too. Not a whole lot of difference there. There is a slight there is a slight dip, again, and it's really tied to tied to the offense. Um, you know, offense going down, in particular, the, the on-base, really, really across the board, batting average on-base percentage, slugging percentage. Um, defensively, still projected to be a solid second baseman. Um, and... Uh, 2.1 war. So, I mean, that's, that's your average, that's your average for major league baseball player, which right. kind of fits Adam Frazier. He's, he is average. There's nothing really too spectacular about him. <laughs> nothing that is necessarily under, you know, there's nothing necessarily that he's not, he's not a bad player. He's, that's why he's getting all this trade interest is because he, he is a useful major leaguer, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, that this slates him kind of right right in there as that yeah yep just again a few years ago you just thought it would be different though you thought it'd be because he he had a decent bat the glove was okay but he could play different positions and instead it's because he's a really good you know defensive player at second base um here's here's what's funny and the reason i say it's funny is because so much for i mean we're to blame here too we forget about this guy all the time you know, a little bit peek behind the scenes as well. Yeah. In our text, we're talking about, okay, so Bell was just traded, right? Ozuna's over in Japan. There's, there's Colin Rand, there's Cabrian Hayes. Is, is Will Craig going to make this team? Like who's there to bat? Oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh, man, you got a point. It's going to be Will Craig. Jim, Philip Evans is still a pirate. <laughs> Every podcast, yeah. I feel this comes up. Every podcast, we forget about him. Yeah, he's yeah. projected the third best player on the Pirates, and we keep forgetting <laughs> about him. And, and I think it's just because he he played what like seven games last year. So <laughs> it's it's seven. And, and I mean, he played well. <laughs> it, it's not right. that he didn't play very well. He he played. He played. He you know he he was probably the best player on the team in those games. It was um, a fun seven games, Jim. Very fun. Yeah. It ended up being 11, I guess, which is surprising. I didn't think it was that many. Um, 11 games last year. And, yeah, he hit the ball. Um, and, yeah, I, again, and I just completely forgot about him. Yeah, I completely forgot about him, like, as a person. <laughs> um, I'm Like, Such I'm thinking disrespect. to myself, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, Josh Bell's gone, like, Will Craig is going to be on this team. Like there's no one else who can play the corner infield. Will Craig is going to make this team. And uh, yeah, Will Craig's not going to make the team. <laughs> Phil, <laughs> Philip Evans, Philip Evans is going to make the team most likely unless he like can. Yeah. Unless he like, like tanks to completely tanks in the spring training. Um, but then I'll be Then also Will Craig would have to do well though. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, Really, I, I mean, just based off of what we saw from from uh, Evans last year, I think he's earned himself a shot to, you know, get some more bats. 
Um, I mean, why not on this club, right? Right, right. Like he would, what he did last year wouldn't earn him a spot, you know, on on the Dodgers by any means. <laughs> but no. on this club, what he did, yeah, I'm intrigued. Let's find out. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, we wanted to find out last year, and due to an injury, which again, Polanco, <laughs> thanks. We we didn't really get to see, so let's carry it over to this year and find out. Like you mentioned, he is uh, he is projected to be the third best hitter on this team, third yeah. best batter. Well, um, not best hitter, wise, but best yeah. batter, best batter, right. yeah, best position player. Um, yeah, it's crazy, um, I, and and he is versatile enough that he he could be a valuable piece on a roster. He can play a lot of positions, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, well, uh, that's again. We, we forgot about him. Um, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that he is where he is on this list because then that made me kind of look at him again. I, think, <laughs> I feel like if he would have been down, like in the Socrates Brito territory, oh boy, I would have just been like, oh, who? You know, what, and that's why we keep here? forgetting about him. But actually, that's it makes us we worse. We keep forgetting about him. about him. He's like the third best pirate, you know? Like what? What right, kind of people? Exactly. Who are who are we? Um, but you know, next down the list is Brian Reynolds. We kind of talked about him a little bit. I mean, the 96 OPS plus. So he, you know, last year I understand like he had a bad season and as you pointed out too, I mean, the 2020 projections weren't too high on him either. I get, but you know, when you take out last year, it's the thing is like, he's always hit above 300. He's always been a good hitter everywhere he went his first year into the pirates, you know, major leagues. He was a phenomenal hitter. We saw what he did. But unfortunately, he came into this year, it's a weird season. You know, he became a dad. There was 60 games. I mean, you can make all the excuses. Who cares? Whatever. Um, but I don't know. Like, it's – he's hit everywhere. Almost like the Adam Frazier thing. Like, he's never been a superstar, but he's hit everywhere. Um, he showed he could hit last year. He had an off year. I don't know. Like, do you really foresee his 2021 season – being this or do you think he can beat these projections i this would be like the one person where if i'm looking at these projections like i'm betting i'm betting brian reynolds beats these yeah i don't think brian reynolds is going to hit 247 over the course of a 162 game season Mm -hmm. just don't think that's going to happen um it's I mean, I guess if you kind of look at where he is as a, I mean, his career, I mean, if we're, if we're talking about, you know, just looking what he's done over 189 major league games, um, 347 batting average balls in play that he's projected for 312 right now. So I think, I think that number is going to be higher than that just because if you look in the minors that's kind of one of the things that doesn't change a whole lot when someone reaches the majors um like that is a that is a skill that seems to be for the most part i mean there's a little bit of fluctuation here and there but that's a that's a constant because a lot of it's based off of your your bad ball data and you know if you hit the ball hard um Mm -hmm. so i feel like that 312 is a little low um for rounds I, 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 again, last year I said, but when we were doing our over under projections, I think, did we, did we do his batting average at like 299? Five? I think so. Like, I think, I think. Yeah. Um, cause he was one of those guys that, you know, going into last year, we, we basically were like, there's no, it, 
this guy's a 300 hitter. Like, right, right. That, you know, um, and now here we are staring at a 247 projection. That's, that's too low in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. You know, I, I really feel again, I, Brian Reynolds is not going to be a, a superstar either. Like he's not the, the savior of this team, but he is definitely in my mind, like a, a good role player. You know, he's a good hitter, not the best defender, but a good hitter. And to see, you know, those projections that low. Yeah. I just can't really, I can't really get on board with it. I just feel the same. You know, is he going to be a 300 hitter plus? I, I don't know. I, I would have took the under last year on the 300 as well. I think uh, I said, um, but it would have been very close. Like that's a good number to put it at. You know, if he's a 280 hitter, you know, close to 290, I think that's fair. And that's still, you know, with his body of work, obviously a productive player. So I'm with you too. I could definitely easily see Brian Reynolds beating those projections. If he had that type of a season this year, I would say I would be disappointed. Yeah. And I mean, so when they do these, they give you, they give you a comp, right? Number one right. comp. And <laughs> I had no idea who this comp even was. Jeff Fiorentino. Apparently he played for the Orioles for four years in the mid two thousands, never had more than 24 games played. So like, that's just not, that's I'm like, I'm sorry. Those zips projections are off. <laughs> that's, that's not <laughs> those, those, those are going to, he's, he is going to prove those projections wrong. Oh boy. We're going to get Dan back on the show. You guys going to hash it out. Yeah, like seriously, I'll 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 yell at I'll yell at his computer for about that. <laughs> All right. Um, next up on the list, Jacob Stallings, one point five WAR, eighty six OPS plus. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not me personally. I'm not shocked on that. I mean, he's never been the the best hitter, but he's never been the like, oh, I'm Chris Stewart, just a very very poor bat. So eighty six as a defensive minded catcher, you know. That seems about right. You know, he could probably do better than that. He could probably do a little bit worse. You know, that's that's right in there. Um, you know, very good defensively. So yeah, like a one and a half war. Yeah, it's kind of what he is. Yeah, no, this one's pretty, pretty spot on. Um, not really looking at anything here. That's that's too overwhelming or underwhelming he like mm-hmm. I said Stallings is what he is um yeah I think that these I I could see him pushing into the twos like as a two win player and, and um, actually and let me say something know. too because I, I kind of support your thing here too so and that's also mm-hmm. projecting him at just 332 plate appearances um it's very yeah. likely he'll get the bulk of the catcher duty so I could see him creeping into the 400s which right mm-hmm. then you're now you're looking at like a, a two win player yeah, so I, I think that's what he ends up being. Um, but I'm not really seeing anything too far off on these projections. No. You know, below average hitter, but capable, mm-hmm. um, especially at the catcher position, and then and then good defense. That's I mean, pretty much who he is. Right. So let's move on. This one, I don't know if it stings or not, but, you know, Kevin Newman. Also, we're talking about Brian Reynolds. Kevin Newman had a fantastic rookie season as well. Um, I think it might have shocked more people what he did than what Reynolds did. But he had a really good year. Of course, 2020, as most people, had a very, very poor year. Yikes, Jim. 82 weighted weighted runs. OPS plus. 82 OPS plus. So we're talking 18% below league average. Yeah. 
264, 312 hitter. Of course, no pop. 1.2 war. None. None. <laughs> None. <laughs> a, a, a 099 ISO. Yes. Yes. And all, just so you know, as of last year, he was projected at a 90 way to run creative plus. So also a pretty substantial fall for Newman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his year last year was not good. Um, so it kind of makes you think that that 2019, is that not really who he is? Because um, he was bad last year. No power at all last year. Um, he, he, he still put the ball in play. You know, so that was that was kind of the constant. He strikeout rate was still real low. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually rocked more last year than he did the year before. But the big difference was in 2019. His I mean, his his BABIP was was great. Um, he was able to pick up a lot of infield hits. I think we we talked about it at one point. He led he led the majors last year in yes. 2019 infield hits. Yep. Um, so that sort of went away. His defense took a hit. So he just kind of went down across the board um, with everything but his walk rate, um, which if you know, you're looking at this now, walk rate's pretty, pretty similar here. But um, yeah, this is not what you want to see out of what is probably going to be your everyday shortstop. Um, I think it just, if he puts up a season like this, like if he puts up a 264, 312, 363 slash line. And we're not talking about, you know, this yeah. spectacular defensive glove-minded no. you know, shortstop, no. and we'll take that bat. Like like a Stallings in that sense. Right. Like we're not talking about, well, he's a wizard with a glove, so we'll take this poor yeah. offense. Like his his bat is his key of being a major leaguer. Yeah. yeah his so glove I mean, is terrible. If this is who he is, then he is not. He is not on this team very long. Like I mean, he once he reaches arbitration, he could be non-tendered. Right. Yeah. I mean, with those type of numbers, right. So you're yeah. talking a 1.2 WAR with him. Um, I, I'm not high on Kevin Newman. I, I'm really not. But it's at the same sense. It's am I this low on Kevin Newman? That's tough to call. You know, I think he's somewhere in the middle here. I would say I would look more to like last year's projections to what Kevin Newman maybe is. Um, So maybe not to the Brian Reynolds degree, but I could see Newman beating these projections. Maybe we're just hoping he does and he's not that, Mm -hmm. you know, this bad. But I could see with Newman being a little bit better than this. But well, he did show. I think it's fair to, you know, that he is this, this. Unloved. So he did show some pop in his rookie year, right? 2019, he had 12 home runs. Last year, he had one, one home run last year. Um, so I don't know what happened to the power. Because um, it wasn't he, like he, he did really show had power ever, though, either. You know, like any other time, he, he never had power. Right, right. That's true. So like throughout his minors, he never really showed that he did. His skill coming through the minors was that he could hit for average. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that was kind of, that was what he did all, all the way through the minor leagues. Right. Um, and, and yeah, once he hit the majors, then he kind of started showing this pop that you hadn't seen before. 
Now, one home run, though, I don't think that's who he is. Um, but honestly, in today's age, if you're an everyday player and you don't have double-digit home runs, like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> just with the way the game is right now, like, that's – it's almost embarrassing if you look at someone's numbers at the end of a year and they don't have at least 10 home runs. <laughs> yeah, I think when, I think for the most part. I think I even looked it up in 2019, and there were – like as far as hitters who qualified for, you know, the batting average title, it was in the very low single digits of of players who didn't reach that ten home run mark. Um, so, yeah, the power needs to come; it needs to be there, or he needs to hit, you know, like three twenty. You know, so it, he he, if he's not doing that, his glove isn't good enough to warrant everyday play. Right. True. So, yeah, that'll be an interesting one to watch. I don't know if he's this bad, like what the projections are saying. So I, I may agree with you there. I don't – although last year he was truly awful. But so was so many other players on the team. And um, it wasn't a whole year. I know he was in and out yeah. to only 44-some games in the 60. Yeah. yeah but, uh, again, there's a lot of excuses for stuff. But it just mm-hmm. you got to call it for what it was. It was a terrible year. It was a stupid mm-hmm. year. You know, do you really want to put so much stock and weight into 2020 season numbers? Right. So, right. Uh, yeah, it sucked. And I'm sure it factors in a little bit here. But, you know, again, think about last year coming into it. Did I totally believe in his 2019 numbers? No. You know, I was expecting a drop off, uh, just maybe not to this degree. But what I will say, Jim, if you need a walk off hit, he's your guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he maybe could make a living <laughs> just being a pinch hitter. I was going to say, is he like a three-war player on the bench just coming in when the game's tied? Bring him in late inning, close game situations, and he becomes best hitter ever. That's it. All right, I'm down with that. Uh, Next up, Call Moran, 1.2 war. Uh, I mean, we're talking just as average as you can get, a 99 OPS plus, 258 average, 317 on base. 430 slugging talk about actual home runs. Cause I mean, he did have a, a spike in home runs last year. We saw the power come back a bit, 17 home runs. Um, is this the call Moran you would see in 2021? So this is one of the players where their projections went up, uh-huh. you know, from, from last year. So, Last year, Colin Moran was projected 91 OPS plus. This year, 99. A um, little bit bump in war as well, thanks to basically a bump in his power is what it, is what it kind of comes down to um, in the projections, at least. I think. Oh, no. Um, as far as. Can he do this? I mean, yeah, this is this is kind of who Colin Moran is. Everyday player who's average at hitting, you know, throughout his career, he has basically been that. He did show last year. He was he was probably the best probably the best hitter on the team last year. I haven't looked, but I would look I would I would imagine other Pozo than Hayes, Brian Hayes. You know, and <laughs> yeah, so like and, and as far as somebody who you know, qualified for a number of plate appearances. Right. His 114 weighted runs created plus was probably the tops on the team. Um, so I would say 
I don't. I, I actually think Colin Moran could eclipse these. Um, like not by a lot, but I think Colin Moran can eventually slot into being an above average major league hitter. Um, defense, obviously not great. That may get a little bit better at first base mm-hmm. as opposed to, to third, which um, we'll sure. see. Yeah. We'll see there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not like too far off on these projections. I, I think he can, I think he can now hit this, but I think he can also do this exactly. Like he could, he could take a step back this year and it wouldn't really surprise me. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've pretty much talked about it and I feel like that's how most people view Colm Moran. He's got kind of almost to the degree of like your Cabrian Hayes. Like you knew Colm Moran was going to be a player in MLB. His floor is very, very high. Just not much of a ceiling. And that's what last year presented. Maybe there is a way we can increase that ceiling a bit. Like this power that he displayed for like a half a season in AAA, you know, with Houston. Um, if we can get that, if we can get some power into his bat, he could potentially be a good player. Uh, we saw it last year. Again, it was a small season, though. Um, 99 OPS plus, though. Like, again, that doesn't really get it done for a corner. That's not what you want for your first baseman, you know. But, yeah, I think this is the floor for him, you know. He's pretty much been like this type of a player some degree for the most part his entire career. Uh, I think what we're trying to do is bank that that power is legit, um, that there really is something there. I mean, he did hit the ball a lot harder last year. So, you know, this to me is the floor for Colin Would I be shocked at this? No, absolutely not. Um, but I do think that you, you got to get, you got to get more out of this though. I, I know we're talking like this is cool. This is great. You know, an average hitter, but mm-hmm. You can't have that at first base. Um, and and no, honestly, no. like, he could potentially be a trade chip. So if he goes in the next year and he has, you know, the yep. more power, that's what you're hoping for. And boom, flip him. Yeah, but, I was uh, just about to bring that up. Um, yeah, go, go, go on. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, last year, if you take last year's numbers and, and, you know, spread it out over a 162 game season, Colin Moran's a 30 home run player. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's somebody you can trade. That's a valuable, it's a valuable bat that you can trade to somebody. Uh, and I think that's eventually what you want him to become. You want him to become somebody who, who, who has that power and teams are looking at him like, like somebody that they can, could add, you know, to their team as a, as a, as an asset. Yeah, so like a Josh Bell, just like a Josh Bell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, We'll kind of get through the rest of these a little bit quicker, I think. Um, they were oh my bad, hold on. So yeah, Kevin Kramer, mm-hmm. Pablo Reyes. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that much. Yeah, not really. I mean, maybe I guess we scroll all the way down to Colt Tucker, um, sixty-nine yeah. OPS plus. Ugh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, um, if if anything. Uh, Cole Tucker, Vanessa Hudgens, official. Is that worth yes. mentioning? How about that? I think it is worth it. That's new. I mean, I mean, TMZ thought it was worth mentioning. So All I right. feel like we have to. We're not. We're not above TMZ, Donardo. Okay, fair enough. Exactly. <laughs> so when you when you search Cole Tucker, you're going to get TMZ, right? E News, as you mentioned, uh, all those, and you're going to see it in North Shore or not. Yeah, but um, not about his zips projections about. Vanessa Hudgens. 
Exactly. I'm going to say this though, like if, if Cole, if this is what Cole Tucker does for 2021, I'm not, I'm not expecting Vanessa stays with him after this. (laughs) (laughs) Vanessa can't be hanging out with someone, you know, who, you know, with a 69 OPS plus. And again, that's the (laughs) fire he needs. Vanessa Hudgens is the key to Cole Tucker's success. He needs that fire. He needs someone to make him, you know, push and get better. But, I mean, you're saying if he does this this year, he's not going to be with Vanessa Hudgens. If he does this this year, I mean, what's his future for the Pirates? Not an everyday is player. Is there really one? No. No. I mean, I think he's a guy that you could still have on the roster, you know, as somebody who can play multiple positions. But if this is, if, if he, this is who he is, then he has – he is he is not interesting in the least bit, and he's literally just there to take a, take a roster spot. All right. Um, anything else of note for the hitters? Um, and we talked a little bit about Polanco. These numbers are just truly dreadful. <laughs> yeah, real bad, real bad. Um, hopefully those aren't right. Anthony Alford, who's expected to get some playing time in the outfield as well. Yeah. Also, not looking good. The outfield's not looking good, Donardo. <laughs> I mean, no one's looking good. That's the thing. So, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, one's clearly, looking these good. guys we're talking about will also not look good. Uh, another person not looking good, Eric Gonzalez, 65 OPS plus. Eric Gonzalez is projected to be worse than Cole Tucker. I mean, put that in to your mouth and chew it. Like, Eric yeah. Gonzalez is worse than Cole Tucker. With all the love we gave Eric Gonzalez for that bit last year, right? And the breakout's coming. And is he Fernando Tatis Jr., Jim? And now he's projected to be worse than Cole Tucker. Um, there are people on this list who are projected to be better than Eric Gonzalez that I've never heard of before. <laughs> um, Speaking so, of Chris Sharp. Yeah, like Sherman Johnson. Is that even a real person? <laughs> Sherman <No>. Johnson. <laughs> no idea who that is. There um, you go. But, uh, yeah, if it means anything to you, Eric Gonzalez's number one comp is Pat Pierce. Yeah, that's let's move forward. <laughs> All of the fond memories that Pat Mears instills in us. Great, great, great. Okay, I guess let's go over to the pitching. So... The number one player of note, which I don't think is a surprise, the number one projected player as far as, you know, Warren goes, Joe Musgrove. I mean, that's our that's our chip this year, right? So Joe Musgrove's projected to have 140 innings pitched, 399 ERA, 379 FIP, right? 141 strikeouts, basically be a 2.4 war player. Um I I I look at this and say, I mean, the projections are spot on. It's it's basically what his career's been. Um his FIP has definitely always, you know, been better. It's always giving you insight of like this next year is gonna be better. Like he's gonna finally do it, right? FIP's better than the ERA. He's the other stuff. So like I'm not shocked at these projections at all. I think the projections are spot on. But what I think we're hoping and I think what a lot of other teams are anticipating and seeing is there is a lot more in Joe Musgrove. Um I think that's where his trade value comes in is there's a lot of untapped stuff. So I think with him beating these projections, it can be done. But, I mean, I'm not talking he's going to be like some ace or whatever, you know. But uh, I do think that he can do this. However, his career supports these numbers pretty much spot on for me. Yeah, I mean, the only thing missing here, I think, 
and the reason why he's not in that three, three and a half war range is just the innings pitched. So it's going to end up being, hey, how many how many games is he going? If he stays healthy, if he stays healthy, he's going to be a three win player. Um, if, if something happens and he doesn't make thirty one starts, you know, then then he'll fall into this two, you know, into the twos here. But yeah, nothing here too surprising. Um, yeah, nothing really of note there. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, he, you know, he he probably should be the best player and pitcher on the team. Um, I I I probably still put Jameson Tyon ahead of him when he's healthy. Um, so we just need to kind of see who is who is Jameson Tyon now. Um, right. I don't you know I don't know um, because I mean, but the last time we saw him, you know, he he was the best pitcher on this team. So what's he like now? Cause second time he's on surgery, you know, I, I, I'm not expecting him to be the same pitcher that he was. Um, so that'll, that'll play a, a role, but yeah, looking at these, this is pretty fair for Joe Musgrove. Right. Yeah. And move on to Tyone. Someone mm-hmm. you just mentioned, I mean, he is next up, uh, you know, it's a computer system. I'm sure projections aren't considering a second Tommy John, but they are considering, you know, all this time missed as well. And also the fact, I mean, it might be hard for us to really digest this, but I mean, Jameson Tyone is 29 years old this season. Um, it's crazy for me to think crazy to, to believe that, but he is 29 years old projected at just 106 innings pitched four, two, three ERA four, two, one FIP um, just above two war. I'm sorry. No, I apologize. 1.6 war. Um, this is just, it's a crapshoot. Like I couldn't tell you one way or another, how I feel James and Tyone season is going to go this year at all. I want to put, I want to bet any money on anything for James and Tyone because you just don't know, you know, is there going to be a guy who's going to put in the work and try everything he can to get there? And do I think there's the guy that's more mentally suitable for this? No, like I think he's he's that guy. And if I'm going to bet on a guy, it's gonna be James and Tyone. But you need to support all the numbers, you know, all the stuff he's gone through. The second Tommy John, I just I don't know. I don't know. If he if he provides yeah, this, I, it'd be fantastic. Just yeah, and just I think the pitch would be fantastic. Yeah, and I oh yeah, I think that's the the main thing. Like just getting him back on the field as a starting pitcher in Major League Baseball or even a reliever at this point is, is a win. Um, and I'm with you. Like, I don't know what to expect. Is he going to be the same pitcher that he was before? Is his fastball still going to sit 95 miles an hour? Is he, you know, is it, that it, curveball going to be, <laughs> is the curveball still going to be nasty? Like Man, that's sexy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like at this point, I have no idea what Jameson time is going to look like. Um, he's just now throwing bullpens, I think, uh, just now getting started on that. I guess spring training, it'll be fun to, he'll actually be somebody that'll be, you know, you'll want to see him just on the mound and what he looks like. Uh, so that'll be, that'll be a good thing, but yeah, I, mean, I, I can't have any issues with a projection like this when we have really no idea what, what type of pitcher he is at this point. Right. And I, I mean, the one thing I would say going for him also is the length of it. You know, he had Tommy John, mm-hmm. although they still waited, but, you know, same time as Chad Cole, you know, at the, at the end of that season. So 
and he hasn't had any setbacks. So I could see him being ready at the start. You know, I don't think there's going to yeah. be a, an issue where he's coming in like in June or July. You know, I do believe starting in spring he'll be ready. So depending on how they'll limit our innings or whatever, of course he's still on the team. Um, he should be able to do a full season per se. Um, right. But yeah, like I don't know what we're going to get out of that season. So I don't know. Um, but I'm, man, I'm pulling for him. Next up, I mean, they're all tied, but you know, JT, Brubaker, Mitch Keller, the 1.4 war. Brubaker's going to give us, I guess, uh, 4.39 ERA. I mean, this is the this is where we're going, though, Jim. This is our third rated, yeah. you know, pitcher, four point three nine ERA. Um, not shocked. I, I mean, they're giving one hundred twelve innings. I, I see like his path being in that rotation. I'm sure, especially on this team. Teams need innings. They need innings. Um, you're probably more valuable as a you know starter than a reliever, so like you're gonna try every attempt. I still just think Brubaker is gonna be a really good reliever one day. You know, I'd rather not see him in the rotation, but I'm sure mm-hmm. that's where he's gonna be this year, especially if trades are made. Um, and, and this is probably what you will get. So I'll, those numbers, they look pretty much okay to me. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, if 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 this is who JT Brubaker is, then he's he's a capable starting pitcher. Um, which I think we would all take. <laughs> I mean, he, it, it's not it's not like we any of us really think JT Rivera is going to be an ace um, no, or no, the no. top of the or the top of the rotation starter. I think he could be useful. And like you mentioned, when we've seen him in the bullpen, he's been nasty. So I think that's you know ultimately where you know he would fit in in an ideal situation. Uh, but uh, yeah, same thing. Like really, w- looking at these starting pitching numbers, no one's bad. Like everyone's fine, um, and I think that's <laughs> that's that's one thing to look at. Like with this rotation, like you got most, you got Musgrove, who clearly has kind of established himself as, you know, he's he's good. You know, Joe Musgrove is probably a number three starter on most major league teams. Um, same with Tyone too, when he's healthy, you know, Tyone even has the potential to be a two. Um, but the rest of these, these folks, they, they are fine. Like they, they are, they're, they're capable. There's nothing exciting about them. You know, if we go down to Brault, same thing, nothing exciting about Brault. And, and he kind of outperformed everyone's expectations last year, but we, we've seen Steven Brault pitch for multiple years now. We, we kind of know who he is. You know, yeah, 4. he was, he was ERA, in really good situations last year, you know, too. I mean, we got to be honest. Yeah, that. yeah. So I, I think Brault, cool. You know, I'm looking at cool. We haven't gotten him yet. Um, Brubaker, I think I think Keller is the one pitcher on this list who can really, really outperform these projections. Right. Um, you know, I, I I still view Keller as as a that's someone with a ton of upside. Um, I, I look, and, you know, it's, yeah. it's the, the Polanco thing. Like it's there. Unless he hasn't had the lack of success as long as Polanco has had, right? Like we're not labeling him the bus. Like, you know, many people have labeled Polanco, but yes, right. Mitch Keller has not had a good major league career as of yet, but there's been numbers to support that he can, uh, you know, his stuff, as we talk about, you know, a tie on his stuff can be very nasty as well. 
uh, when he's allowed to use it. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm with you. Like these projections, like you're not looking for Mitch Keller to give you a four five two ERA this year at all. Mm-mm. You know, no. like that, that that can't be. I definitely could see him beating this. Uh, and for the same reasons, his numbers support this. You know, like I get the projections, but I think when you look, you know, the game inside the game is what hurt him playing that game. Uh, you know, he wasn't like allowed to use his stuff his first year up. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, last year, those injuries, the weird year. So the, the bad numbers were there also. Uh, I do think there's a lot of untapped stuff of Mitch Keller. Is he going to be an ace by all means? Like, I'm not sitting here saying like, he, you know, well, he's going to dominate, but he can be more than just a capable pitcher, Jim. Yep. I think he's the one guy on this team looking at the staff. Um, where yeah, this is someone who can develop and blossom into a good starting pitcher. Right. And I, and I mean, you know, you know, if we're talking about like wins above replacement with, with pitchers, a lot of it just has to do with your innings. But I think, I think Keller is someone who can push into like that four to five win territory mm-hmm. with starting pitching. Um, I think that's, that's kind of what he is able to do which is going to put him in, you know, he, he, one of the top pitchers in the national league. Like I'm like I said, I'm, I'm not saying he's, he's an ace by any means. He could be an ace on this. He'll team, be our I ace. Think. <laughs> yeah. I think he, I think he could be an ace on this team, uh, but I, I think Mitch Keller could certainly become a top 50 starting pitcher in baseball. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. And I agree that that is what I think he can be. Absolutely. Um, next up, I guess let's go to Chad cool. Another one of my guys, Chad cool, four, six, four ERA 97 innings pitched. I believe in cool. I do. We've seen his stuff last year too. I know he had one terrible outing. Um, and some of the stuff kind of diminished towards the end a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know. Again, the four, six, four ERA. I, Maybe it's just me again, me and my love on cool. But there's stuff that I really like about cool. I've, I've really liked cool. I can see him beating this, being a very good trade chip as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, potentially. I, I'm actually a little shocked that this is the projections, though. I'll say that. I thought he would get a little bit better love than this. Um, yeah, I would say lot if we're looking at you know because going into Going right. into 2020, I'll say this: he had a, he was projected a four three three ERA. Mm-hmm. Well, the FIP took a big hit last year. He kind of lost his control, walked a lot of batters. The strikeouts kind of stayed stagnant. I think, you know, when I'm talking about Cool, I, I look at him more as the kind of kind of how we talked about Brew Baker, right? I think in an ideal situation, Chad Cool's in the bullpen. Uh, on a team like the Pirates, Chad Cole's your number three or four starter. Um, so I'm not too far off on these projections. I, I don't think I don't think Chad Cole is a good starting pitcher. You know if that makes sense. I think he's he can do it. He can do the job, but I think he's more suited for the bullpen. I think he could be an outstanding bullpen pitcher, true. I just have – I think – I feel he also can be a good starting pitcher. And maybe that's where we vary, and it's fine. I mean, 
Yeah. It's perfectly okay to be a very good bullpen. Look at Drew Pomeranz. <laughs> He's very happy that he ended up being a very good bullpen pitcher. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. if that's what Chad Cole's role is, you know, on a good team, that's a weapon. Yep. Yeah. And and, and I, said, I think that's I think that is ultimately his role. And I think that's where he's best suited. Nice. Uh, I guess just a touch. I mean, Stephen Brault projected a four seven three ERA, ninety nine innings. Like uh, I think we kind of touched on that. He had a good season last year, but to me, I think a lot of it was because he was good. He was put in good situations. Um, so I think like he can be a very capable pitcher in in those crafty, creative situations that like, you want to use the opener and this and that. We've seen, like you mentioned, Brault. He's not the greatest pitcher. Um, so again, like I know there's a lot of people like thinking that he should get traded and there's like a lot of love for him, but I also think the most teams can look past like the smoke and mirrors of this and say, well, he's more of this rest of his career than he was his 2020 season. Um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I don't think Stephen Brault's 2020 is necessarily an indication of who he is. I think. I think he is who he is and he is what we've seen him be throughout his career, which is, and which is again, somebody who can pitch some innings if you need him to, but he's not somebody that you're going to rely on to win you games. Right. And it might be just like that crafty opener or some type of, you know, reliever they use and such, because, you know, I know he was a air quotes yeah. starter. But, you know, he never really saw the second time through the lineup. <laughs> right, so, right. Essentially, no, it was just exactly a reliever right. that opened the game, an opener. Yep. Yeah, I, I feel like the piggyback situation with him and Cool, that worked. You know, I feel, I feel like there was one game where it didn't, you know. But there was, for the most part, that combination, it worked out. Um, so I wonder if they'll stick with that. All right. Um I guess now we're hitting the bullpen guys. I mean, the bullpen's not. Do we really want to talk about the bullpen? (laughs) I guess just a touch. I mean, like Chris Stratton, a 477 ERA, 113 innings. We know he's not going to be a starter. He would be a reliever. Right. Um, Right. I. These bullpen numbers are disgusting. I, I like Stratton. I do too. I think Stratton is, is a fine relief. I think he could be the best. One of the better bullpen pitchers this year, easily. Um, which, all with that being said, I hope it's not with a four seven seven ERA. So, <laughs> uh, I think he could beat those projections. Um, yeah, Marvel five ERA, Feliz a four point oh five. Let's talk about that maybe. Michael Feliz a four point oh five ERA. If he gave us that, I'd be comfortable with it. Yeah, no, I I think Michael Feliz is actually probably when you're looking at bullpen and upside and all that he's he's one of the higher guys um he's also been around he's got experience whereas most of these other players do not yeah i i oh i'm fine with that hold on i went back to is four six four Feliz is four six four twenty so that tells yeah. you about Feliz. he had a big drop <laughs> big drop big drop let's um, go back to 2021 christian oh christian got worse a 4.91 era yeah, like I said, I'm looking at these bullpen numbers, and this is yikes! It's truly disgusting. <laughs> There's not a single Rich Richard Rodriguez is fine. 
Um, is is Austin Davis our best pitcher? That can't be good. Rich Rod. Oh, that's Rich, Rich Rod. Rich Rod probably is. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's it's bad. It's Charlie bad. four point seven. Jeff Hartley four point two eight. I think there's some guys on here where you can look at them and you can think, okay, they have the capability. Like what we saw out of Blake Cedarland last year, Mm. you know, that was, that was something to actually get excited about. Right. Um, So I think Blake Cedarland, someone, you know, that the Pirates fans can be excited about. He's not necessarily overwhelming here with these numbers, um, but I think that can change. Um, Here's another. Yeah. Will Crow projected a 5.61 ERA. Let's talk about Will Crow. Projected yeah, a 5.61 ERA. All right, can we stop yeah. talking about Will Crow? <laughs> yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, the kind of he, he's Miguel right there. Miguel Del with Pozo, a 5.19 ERA. Miguel Del Pozo projected to be better than Will Crow. <laughs> yeah, that's enough of Will Crow. It's enough of Will Crow. Um, but no, looking at this bullpen, it's bad. It's a bad bullpen, and we knew that just from from last year. Bullpen was terrible. Um, it did kind of find its legs towards the end of the year, um, but for you know overall body of work, they were not good. Uh, but I mean, a few people have known, you know, Cody Ponce. I expect him to probably be on the team next year. His numbers aren't terrible. They're at least in the fours, right? Um, we mentioned Hartlieb, Montana, Montana, Darapu, like these guys are Kyle Crick, uh, Kyle Crick numbers aren't good. None of these are, none of these are good. These are all, no, they, they really, rich rods, nothing. rich rods are fine. Rich rod is those, those I'll take. Um, but even him, we probably would want a little bit more out of him other than a three, eight, four earned run average. Um, Sam Howard, you know, kind of showed that he was a capable lefty. Uh, yeah, this is looking at the bullpen. It's sad. It's a sad state of affairs there. There's not a whole lot of upside outside of Cedarland. I think, you know, maybe Nick Mears see a little more of him. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't hate what I saw at a Cody Ponce last year. So I guess those Fair are my enough. thoughts. Fair enough. So overall, Dan was pretty much spot on. Cabrian Hayes is the guy to watch this year. Mm-hmm. There's not many immortal, not many more. Not gonna say there's, you know, I, I still have my own interests, but yeah, Cabrian Hayes is definitely a bright spot. Um, I'm only gonna bring this up because someone asked, and Dan was nice enough to actually put it in here for him. But someone asked in the FanGraphs comments about. Josh Bell's projections. And so just so you are aware, Zips did project Josh Bell to have a 112 OPS plus to be a 1.7 war player. So talk about full body of work. He's projected to have just 0.2 war more than Colin Moran. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. I, I, which, which makes sense just based off what he's done. So there is also Josh Bell's numbers. All right. Well, 
Are we going to call that a show, Jim? Yeah, I think we've talked about computer numbers enough. Fake <laughs> and numbers. They, and they weren't fun either. <laughs> they, yeah, these, these were not good. These were not good projections, which I think oh. last year was the same. Last year was bad as well. Right. All right. They got worse, though. Well, we appreciate you all listening. Uh, we'll be back. And uh, I guess we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Later. Thank you.